Well, Kylan, first of all, it is great to see you. I can't remember the last time you were on the show with me. Kylan Mills is back. There's nothing going on, folks. We'll try to think of something to talk about. And yeah, obviously, we're going to talk about Draymond Green. That is next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel and more specifically the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Are you on threads yet? Dude, I'm not. I'm just nervous, Cyrus. Like, is this what? a trend that's going to die out or is this going to be a real thing? Also, like, part of the reason why I don't want to go on it is because why did everyone post about joining threads in, like, the same three days? Did you notice that? Like, I got notifications everywhere. People being like, I'm on threads. I'm on threads. I'm on threads. And I was just like, you know, I got to wait for, you know, the craze to die down. And, you know, I'll, I'll join fashionably late because I could gotcha, not gotcha. believe <laughs> I could not believe that like everyone just like inundated it at once. So I, I will, but I'm like waiting to see if it's like a fad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a fad. It's not, it's not fully there yet just because you can't customize your home feed. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it just kind of exists, but uh, okay. I, I do think there's potential there. Yeah. And regardless, okay. cool, cool, cool. I'm on there. You can follow me at dog wild. <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter uh, at dog surf roadshow. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, and look, look at all the love you're getting in the chat, Kylan. You have I been know. missed. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, guys. I've just had, it's been like a crazy few weeks. I was out of town. Daniel, what's up? Little Panda, what's up? Kev something, but I'm just going to say Kev, what's up? Thank you guys for always following us. It's always good. And I can't wait Hell to yeah. see what everyone has to say about some of the drama today. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into <laughs> a lot it. to well... talk about. <laughs> Well, uh, in case you're sleeping under a rock and you're unfamiliar with what went on today, it actually, I think, happened yesterday, but it got published today. And that was Draymond Green going on Patrick Beverly's podcast um, and not holding back. Typical Draymond fashion, right? But he said some things that really stir the pot. And uh, why don't we just get right into it and, and play first the soundbite that uh, really had everyone talking the most. Uh, and that was his comments pertaining to Jordan Poole. Uh, Draymond Green was asked about, I'm sorry, yeah, Draymond Green was asked about that uh, from Patrick Beverly, and here's what Draymond had to say uh, about about Jordan Poole being traded. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and you you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we know, you know, things that you have to stand on. All right. So, and and I think the gist of that is, is that Draymond is basically saying that Jordan Poole um, knew better than whatever it is he said that triggered uh, Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green's insinuation is that he's not, he just doesn't go around punching people for no good reason. 
Um, you and I, I, I think I've told you off the record. I can't say it on the record, but I think I told you, Kylan, you can confirm this if you want or not. What was going on with Draymond that day? He had some a very serious personal issue. Now, I'm not sitting here defending violence. I'm not sitting here condoning Draymond uh, throwing a punch uh, the way he did. Um, but I will say this. He had a very serious issue going on. It had to do with his family. Um, and I could understand him being in a horrible, pissy mood about that and, and not being happy in life about that. Um, again, not justification for Jordan Poole uh, getting cold cocked the way he did, just adding some context mm -hmm. uh, because Draymond Green, again, is insinuating that Jordan Poole basically should have known better than to say what he said when he said it to Draymond Green to get the punch. Uh, Kylan, great to see you again. How are, how are you again? And and your reaction to Draymond's uh, comments uh, that was not just on YouTube, by the way, not just on the podcast, also on Twitter. We'll get into that in just a moment. But what are your what's your immediate reaction? Yeah, so I tweeted out a little bit of my reaction, but it's along the lines of I'm disappointed, uh, to be frank. I just feel like this is an issue that needs to be laid to bed. Um, I understand Draymond wanting to go on a podcast, maybe share his side of the story, try to justify it. But I just feel like at this point, we're 10 months removed from the situation happening, nine, 10 months removed from the situation happening. Jordan Poole is no longer with the Golden State Warriors. He's moved on to Washington. I just feel like the best case scenario is for everyone to move on. And, you know, I just don't think there's a need to address it at this point um, to try to justify or defend yourself. Like, let it let the issue die. Um, and I know some people brought up when I did tweet that just like, oh, well, the media brought it up in Washington. The media brought it up, you know, we're asking Jordan Poole about it. Like, yeah, I get it. And Jordan Poole didn't address it uh, flat out. And I think that's the right response is is, you know, let it let it die. Um, you know, just move on. I just I don't know. I think that's the right move given the situation it's been a long time i think everyone wants to move forward and by bringing this up and justifying or bringing up what may have happened behind the scenes only dredges up old drama and i don't think there's anything positive that can come from dredging up old drama like what what is the benefit here to to draymond green going on a podcast and talking about this um you know and and jordan Poole certainly could have gone and, and talked to the Washington media defending himself and saying, well, I didn't say that I said this, or, you know, he could have also made a case for himself, but then we're just perpetuating the issue at that point. If we're talking in late July that both Draymond and let's say, like I said, let's say Jordan Poole went in and started then responding to Draymond, then you're just starting the, the chain of events uh -huh. all over again. And it's like, why just move on, just let it go. That's, that's how I feel about the situation. That's what I think is the best, move forward like right both right. players are ready to move on with their respective teams let it go by continuing to talk about it you're bringing it back up again and you're opening up the door to continue the discussion about this issue to create more drama and to create more of a back and forth that just like doesn't need to happen and there were some subtle jabs in the statements that he made yeah. whether they're true or not to me it doesn't matter let everyone move on and like just let it go that's my thought. What do you think, Sai? No, I, I hear you there. I don't see the need in in bringing it up again. I my feeling is that Draymond is is defensive about it. Like he probably um still hears it. He probably probably my guess is he probably is ashamed of himself for what he did. So maybe this is his coping mechanism. Maybe just continually uh, talking about it out loud is some sort of therapy for him, where he's kind of like mm -hmm. 
by saying it out loud, maybe he's going to believe it more that, you know, that, that it was justifiable, that he's not the monster that he's being portrayed out to be. I'm totally with you that he didn't need to say it. I, in, a, in a selfish way, I'm happy he said it because we're in late July. We have damn near nothing to talk about. <laughs> and now we got potentially an hour worth of content. But I, I, dig, I digress there. Uh, but it, it didn't just end there. So originally, um, Draymond said those comments. And then the drama carried over into Twitter. And I'm going to share my screen as well for the YouTube viewers just to see what was going on there. Uh, and the drama continued by Jordan Poole's father. Uh, this is allegedly yeah. Jordan Jordan's dad's Twitter account, uh, Anthony Poole at apool98. Um, he replied to a tweet that was published by Patrick Beverly's podcast account. Um, and he wrote the following, quote, I'm stand on this. That's is some BS. JP was his guy and he avoided me all last year. He is soft as female dog and I'm standing on this and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he lame and me and him can meet anytime he want unquote. And I just read that completely verbatim. So apologies if it sounded uh, broken there a little bit in terms of grammar and the Draymond responded to that. And this is where I'm really thinking that Draymond is, has an issue with this in terms of the way he was portrayed. I, I do feel like he's on, yeah full de uh, defense mode on a personal 100%. level, not on a basketball court. And so he responded to that by saying, quote, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you an arena for a year champ. And again, I'm just reading this verbatim. I got, I got get my family from that family room every game and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men, unquote. The amongst men part is something he said repeatedly. Uh, and I feel like that's a dig towards Jordan Poole, basically saying yeah. that Jordan Poole is not mature, whereas he's right. mature. Um, I just want to add to that real fast. Uh, you know, when, when the incident happened uh, last, I think, October, if, I, if, mm -hmm. if my memory serves correct, yeah. or, or September, whatever it was, um, Jordan Poole's dad was really upset. And, and so for like a few days after the incident, when the punch first happened, mm -hmm. Uh, like I reported, for example, that Jordan Poole had not spoken to Draymond yet. This is about three, four days after the incident. Um, and, and and the source was him, was Jordan Poole's dad, because Jordan Poole's dad was really pissed off about what happened. Yep. And he was going around talking to a lot of media. And that's where I was informed that Poole had not spoken to Dre. Um, and 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 a day or two after that, I believe the, the news came out that they, they started speaking from there. Um, but what are what are your thoughts on that on Jordan Poole's dad? Do you have a thought, uh, or do you want to do you want to share those thoughts after we uh, do our our one uh, ad for the for the show? Yeah, let's leave it as a tease. I have many thoughts. You aren't going to want to miss them. But first, a word from our sponsors, and that is in this case FanDuel. <laughs> I cannot wait for the day when FanDuel is officially legal in California. Um, but look, you can always travel to other states and play there. Uh, look, take your first swing right now. It's baseball season at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets regardless of whether or not you win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to the first to, to have the first home run. And it's all on an app that's safe, that's secure, and super easy to use. Again, I cannot wait for FanDuel to be a part of my life here in California. I played with it. <laughs> this sounds awful. Uh, when I've traveled to other places, and it, it's it's insanely fun. It is it's almost the the the, the user friendliness of it is wild. And I, I cannot wait for California to embrace FanDuel. And again, 
When you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get paid up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day for the everydayers, which I feel like is more and more of you. I cannot thank you enough for the support, for the love. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I have no idea what's coming. Uh, CJ Holmes is going to come on the show soon. But folks, I'm really excited. Colin, we haven't even talked about this. Uh, I'm speaking with the Warriors about bringing on an assistant coach on this show as a guest. Stay tuned for that. I'll let you know when that happens, Kylan, so you can join me for that interview. Um, and and follow the program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. That's where we make all our announcements about guests, times, show, shows, etc. Um, so, Kylan, your thoughts? Was Jordan Poole's dad out of line uh, getting in the mix on Twitter? Uh, do you think it was justified? Draymond responded. Your thoughts? I mean, I just think all around the best case scenario for anyone surrounding the situation is to just take the high road and just move on rather than continuing to perpetuate the drama. I would say that applies to Jordan Poole's dad as well. However, this is the environment that Draymond Green is creating by bringing this up, by talking about it on a podcast, by making the subtle comments and jabs and whatever else. Like This is my point in that it's only elongating the situation by making these comments and making these statements on a podcast is that there's going to be people who respond and feel a certain way. And then you're carrying on the conversation and carrying the drama into next season, which is why I think it's best for all parties involved to whether you think you're right, whether you have justification, you think someone's wrong just to take the high road and move on rather than hash out this public beef. I don't see a positive coming for any sides involved in this. Like whether Jordan Poole's dad's right or Jordan Poole or Draymond. And here's the thing, like I'm sure there is more context to what happened. Uh, You mentioned some things going on in Draymond's personal life. Jordan Poole must have said something, but at this point, what does it matter? What what is to be gained? I mean, like it, it happened nine months ago, 10 months ago, and everyone just needs to move forward. I just don't see positives coming from bringing it back up, regardless of of whatever additional context happens surrounding it, regardless of whether or not Draymond interacted with Jordan Poole's dad or avoided him or whatever happened. Like it's in the past. I don't see a positive. I think that, you know, it's just best for all parties involved to let it go and move forward. And now we've got Draymond responding to Jordan Poole's dad. And again, it's just, it's just carrying on this beef that I feel like just squash it and just move on. Um, another thing I want to bring up just because yeah. you mentioned uh, Draymond's comments about like, these aren't words said amongst men and maybe, you know, inclinations or him indicating that Jordan Poole is, is, was immature. And I think Jordan Poole is, or was immature. I mean, I don't know what he's like today and interact with him, but I mean, I think we saw some signs on the basketball court that we've talked about that showed his youth. And the fact of the matter is Jordan Poole, when this happened last year, is 23 years old. He came into the organization, you know, as a teenager. So he is young. Um, And Draymond Green is nine years his senior. So when it comes to someone who should be able to rise above the immaturity or take the high road, like to me, I look more to Draymond to set that tone and, and to take the leadership route because he is the veteran in the situation. He is the player who, when this occurred, is, is 32, getting into it with a 23-year-old who clearly does have a little bit of immaturity. And that's not a shot at Jordan Poole. I, it 
part of it's just a product of his age and, and, you know, Draymond Green being the veteran. So I don't know that that sits with me as being, you know, I don't know, like I said, those subtle comments is, is being real jabs because to me, it's like, yeah, he, he was 23. You were 32 when this altercation happened. Yeah. He probably has some growing to do and maturing to do, but at the same, on the same foot, like, Draymond Green, you got to rise above this. And I just, mm-hmm. like I said, I just, I don't know that continuing to talk about it is, is the route to go. Um, again, yeah. like I, I, I'm sure there is more context to what happened behind the scenes, but I just don't think it needs to be out there at this point in time. Like this is a team that wants to chase a ring. We are starting to get closer to, to preseason happening. Like let's just not drag this out anymore and let's move on. Absolutely. I, I'm totally with you. There there was absolutely no need for Draymond to uh, bring this up. I know he was asked the question. Doesn't mean you have to elaborate the way you did. Um, and again, and it just makes me think that he himself has become very insecure when it comes to this specific situation. Uh, he he probably feels like the bad guy in this. And he, and he maybe in his head, he thinks by talking about it, he's clearing his name. It seems to be doing the complete opposite. Um, I've never seen so many members of Dub Nation uh, upset with him i've never seen this like like there are a lot of fans out there i'm looking at the chat i'm looking at social media for the last day and a half and there are folks who love the warriors um who are literally saying i want him off the team i'm not supporting him in this they're calling him a bully it's crazy i mean do, do you uh what are your what are your thoughts on on the way dub nation has has responded to this are you surprised um is this par for course what are your thoughts on that kylan I mean, I think if you're going to support the Warriors, you got to support Draymond Green on and off the court. And the fire that he brings on the floor uh, carries over off the court. And it's the way that he's been. He's an outspoken outspoken individual. Um, so I think it's a little bit, I think the reactions are a little bit extreme, but I think I also understand where people are coming from. Part of the reason why you love Draymond when he plays is because of the fire he brings. Uh However, that also does carry into his personality off the court that he's very fiery and, and, you know, outspoken and opinionated. And I think that's fine. Um, I'm not as critical of him having a podcast or like speaking on podcasts as some other people are. Like, you know, if he wants to have that platform outside of sports, if it's not interfering with his play, like I'm just someone that like I'm not going to get my panties in a bunch about it. Unlike some Warriors fans who are, you know, like super like anti-podcast. I just think that in this situation, you did not need to talk about it in this way. Make a quick comment. You know, we're all trying to move on from the whatever and and just let it go. To me, I, I, I don't know. I think some of the reactions are extreme, but at the same time, I understand people's frustrations because I think Draymond could have handled the situation differently. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And, and it, that doesn't uh, just apply to... Uh, his podcast appearance. I want to share this image with you and I'll uh, and verbalize it as much as possible for the podcast listeners. Uh, but Draymond was totally duped. This is my number one beat. Oh, is Twitter. this the Kevin Garnett thing? Oh, oh hell yeah. And, and this, this is, is literally so the biggest reason why I'm jumping to threads is I, I like a platform where I can actually trust the source, right? The blue check marks, what it used to mean on Twitter is, okay, you are who you say you are. Um, that does not apply anymore under under this current system. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I don't. If Elon just set this system up where like anyone can get a blue check mark, provided you verify your identity in the process, great. I'd be all for that. But I don't like the fact that anyone uh, can just say there's someone and, and just yeah. by twisting a single letter in a Twitter account, people get duped. And, and case in point, Draymond Green uh, today 
There was a, a Twitter account called the NBA Centel. There is an R missing in there, uh, and the and there's a second E instead of an A. But I, I think the, yeah. the the intent there is to call it NBA Central, and said the account was called NBA Centel. The the account, by the way, is suspended now. Um, but they tweeted out uh, uh, the following tweet, which said that Kevin Garnett um, is calling out Draymond Green, saying Draymond punch punching. Jordan Poole is like a senior punching a freshman who's half his size. And so Draymond responded to that. Wasn't too happy. It was an interesting response. I'll read it real fast. Uh, quote, I tried you when I was a rookie, KG, and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like? The freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size? Unquote. So he's basically accusing Kevin Garnett of hypocrisy before uh, he realized uh, that it, this was not real. Um, Kevin Garnett himself uh, even uh, came out and tweeted and said, that's a fake tweet. <laughs> um, Elon Musk, see what the F is happening, fix it. Um, but nonetheless, Draymond Green got duped. I thought, I was actually fascinated by what he wrote. I mean, because that, that basically tells you from what Draymond said that in his rookie year or early in his career, Kevin Garnett, who is another notorious trash talker, um, would not trash talk with Draymond. At least that's what Draymond was saying. Uh, but he got duped. I don't know, any thoughts on that guy? <laughs> but I that made me laugh so hard. And that's the problem with the no check mark slash pay for blue check mark era, like you brought up, is that you have to be super careful about who you're actually responding to and what the account is coming from. And like, I personally have like close calls where I have to like double take and I, you know, you yeah. think something's a legitimate outlet and it's like, you know, you double take the handle and you're like, oh, ooh, this is not what I thought it was. Uh, so my reaction is just, that's hilarious. Like how yeah. freaking awkward now that actual Kevin Garnett's like, bro, that wasn't me. <laughs> Draymond already made the comments. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Um, was, but yeah, was. that's a, that's the era that we're in. Yes, um, someone also pointed something out before, you know, we move on from this topic in the comments, like Draymond also is not innocent of smack talking his own teammates. Several people brought up the Kevin Durant incident him calling KD a certain name, something that shouldn't be said. Another female dog, yeah. Amongst men. Uh, and, and I think those folks have a point. I mean, I think they have a point uh, in terms of, you know, him now bringing this up in, in regards to whatever was said between him and Jordan Poole. Like, well, you know, you've also been guilty <laughs> and didn't get punched. So I'm just saying. Um I, I get where people are coming from bringing up those couple comments. Um, but anyway, so that that's all I got on that. Yeah. And I like this comment from a uh, Damic one, two, one, two reminds me of when Kendrick Perkins yes! Kaminga was seven, two, that was a ridiculous uh, a joke being spread around for a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga did not Can we grow. Keep that? Uh, Can we keep that going this season? Can we talk about how Jonathan <laughs> is our seven, two guy or seven footer? Cause that was actually hysterical. And for folks who see that, Kendrick Perkins like legitimately said it that, oh, well, have you heard Jonathan Kaminga is now seven, two, like legitimately said that on TV from a ball sack sports. Was it ball sack? That <laughs> I don't know. There's two, okay, there's I two big ones. There's ball sack. I already forgot the other one, but crack, I think is the other one. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. From one, of those of parody, one of the parody accounts tweeted that Jonathan Kaminga had grown seven, two and, Perkins legit said it as fact on TV, which was well. Just part of what made that what what fuel that 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 joke or whatever you want to call it is Andre Iguodala ran with it. Uh, oh and yeah, Andre Iguodala is so cryptic and, and so weird with his tweets that like it it almost read like a fact. And I think that didn't help things, but yeah, regardless, absolutely, just. 
double check your sources, folks, please. Um, double and triple check nowadays. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, guys, we don't need another seven footers. And people are commenting in the chat the dubs need to pick up a backup uh, center that's seven feet. We've got Jonathan Kaminga in Kendrick Perkins' <laughs> mind, who is now seven okay. two. And Kaminga, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up later in the show, uh, and I'd love your thoughts on that. But I'll I'll save that for a little bit later. Right now, what I want to ask you, Kylan. Okay. Among all this this uh, this chatter, uh, especially among Dub Nation, uh, the, the disgruntled folks are saying something that I don't agree with, which is that the okay. Warriors did not need Draymond Green to win all four of their championships. Do not agree with that take at all, regardless of whether or not uh, you like him or you don't like him, regardless of your opinions on his behavior. Uh, on and off the court, um, the Warriors, and I would steadfastly, strongly with conviction say this, do not win any of those four titles without Draymond. They're not winning a fifth title this year if they don't re-sign Draymond. Um, so again, I, this is not me endorsing Draymond's behavior, but this is sports and this is professional sports. Um, there is one goal here, and that is to win. And there's only one winner among the 30 teams in the NBA every year. And because of Draymond, again, this is not, I mean, we can argue this, I guess, but I don't know, I don't know how you can, uh, but you can debate it, I suppose. But regardless, the Warriors don't win any of those four championships without him. He does bring tremendous value there. Uh, he also brings tremendous value in terms of Stephen Curry, who loves him. Uh, Clay Thompson loves him. Yeah. Steve Kerr went to bat and and helped get him that that extension. The ownership gave him a four year hundred million dollar deal. So his value as a player to me it goes without saying. Um, do you agree with that notion, Kylan? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I completely agree, and that's where I was saying. Like, I think if you support Draymond on the court, you do have to support and recognize that you got to put up with some of the stuff off the court. Uh, does that mean that there's still room for growth for him, and he could have handled situations like this differently? Yeah, of course. But at the same time, there are not four rings without Draymond Green. I truly believe that. Uh, what he does for the Warriors can't be replicated by anyone else in the league, and I truly believe that. At least during this last run, he was the right fit for this Warriors team. Um, and, and it's interesting because I know he used to have more of an offensive game. It's, it's depleted over the years and people often point to that, but like the things he does as a glue player in this lineup don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but are integral to the way the Warriors execute and, you know, the way he facilitates the offense works, you know, in the pick and roll with Steph. It works within Steve Kerr's system, is telling everyone where to go, is a complete floor general defensively, always is making the right plays in the right place at the right time, mixing it up on the boards, defending whoever the best player is on, on the other team. I mean, those are just things that, you know, not every player can do, A, and B, not every player fits in with the Warriors the way he does. So I, I just think there are, are a number of things that, don't aren't always obvious um, via the eye test or if you glance at a stat sheet, but the things he does can't be replicated by another player in the league. And then the relationship piece is huge that you pointed out the relationship that Draymond clay and Steph have still sitting together on the team plane, as Bob Myers pointed out this season. I mean, you don't bring in a random person off the street with a similar skill set to Draymond who has those same relationships, who knows the offense, who can lead this team in the emotional way that he does, that he knows so many of the players well. And besides those three, you know, the other key pieces that have been here a couple seasons and the Kavon Loonies, you know, who've been here a while and a part of several of the championships, Andre Guadala, you know, the other guys who, who've won multiple. I mean, I just, 
I think there's something to be said for the relationships that that he has developed and and the way that he works in the system, the way he works with Steve Kerr. I just I don't think there are four rings without Draymond, and I truly believe that. Now, do I think his time is is do I think he's in his twilight and that? I don't know how much longer the run will last. Yeah, but I think looking back at the run to this point, Draymond it has been a key piece, and it all doesn't come together without him. Totally. Um, and uh, Toilet Tisha, you're right. He did request last year to miss a game to see LeBron break the scoring record, uh, and Steve Kerr was like, no, that's – come on, what are you doing? Um, I, I, I want to play – there's a couple sound bites uh, besides the topic of Jordan Poole. Are you on a, a, on a schedule, by the way, Kylan? Are you available for us to, if we want to push no. this? No. Yes. Yes. Okay, there's so much to talk about still. Um, I want to play the sound bite real fast. We will move on from Draymond Green soon. There's a few other uh, topics to get to. There are still free agents out there. There's still some open roster positions. Um, but Draymond said a few other things that – uh, I thought was rather interesting. Um, one of those was pertaining to Chris Paul, and I hope I got the right sound by here. Let me pull this up. Because uh, Chris Paul and Draymond Green have had their own history. And uh, Draymond Green was asked about the on-court rivalry with Chris Paul, all the back-and-forth jawing, and how that's going to translate now that Paul is on the team. Uh, so here is Draymond Green. I hope this is the right clip. Not only do I not think those guys not many guys that have the next level basketball IQ. There's not many guys that have a basketball IQ in, in the NBA. Like, you're talking less than 60% of the NBA. And he's been, like, and he's been, like, nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's been really nice. generous. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really generous. <laughs> but don't have an, don't have an IQ. What's the ATL? My for ATL. <laughs> like, some coaches don't know what ATOs are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no cap. Like, knowing the game of basketball in this league is, like, one of the biggest skills you can have because it separates you immediately. Maybe not as extreme as, like, Steph Curry jump shot separates him, but just having a basketball IQ in this league immediately gives you a leg up because guys don't understand the game. Okay, so I found the clip. I'll play it in a second, but I wanted to play that one as well. That is Draymond basically uh, – that is interesting. I, I've never really heard uh, a pro say that before uh, until then, which is that the, it, what he's basically saying is the majority of NBA players are dumb. Uh, the majority of people in the NBA are dumb. Um, fascinating to me. And Patrick Beverly was doubling down. He was saying you're being kind saying that, that the number of people uh, who don't have an, a basketball IQ – um, I've always complained about that myself. Uh, there are a lot of people who think they know this game until you hear them talk about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Kylan, real fast, uh, in terms of basketball IQ? I think it's interesting. So wait, is so your take is that you think there is a basketball IQ problem amongst NBA players? Oh, yeah. I think I think across the board. I think coaches, execs. Uh, okay, media. so top down even. Oh, so you yeah. think front oh, offices big, and everything. Big time. I think so. I think more – I think uh, – whether it's players, whether it's coaches, execs, so many of these people get to where they are because of who they know. This is a, a rampant uh, a nepotistic network, if that's uh, proper uh, nomenclature. Um, yeah, I do believe that wholeheartedly. Just because I, I see and hear what these people are saying, and I'm like, just I just kind of you know double take to a lot of this this crap mm -hmm. that comes out. I and Draymond's echoing it, but then you also have people in the chat saying Draymond doesn't know a thing. So who who knows? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Um. 
it's an interesting it's an interesting question i think that yeah i think there's something to be said i i think that there could be an improvement in the overall basketball iq but i think a lot of that to me also starts at the youth level um and that's where i've talked to some folks around the nba that have talked about uh you know the need for better coaching even when it's it starts at a young age and in the aau system and that there's got to be better development uh, in in that regard. And that's something that I know I've heard just from talking to, to different uh, people who cover the NBA and some other, uh, and especially it's come up in talking about the issue of young players being ready to adjust to the NBA level. Um, and it goes beyond just being young and the physical skill set, a lot of it that you know, a lot of the, a big part of that that takes an adjustment period for young players is the mental side, mm-hmm. is the understanding the game, uh, being able to work in these different offenses. And what I have been hearing time and time again is a lot of it is the lack of preparation coming up from the youth level and AAU basketball and high school basketball programs that there just isn't enough coaching. So I'm going to say, yes, I agree. There could be, I think there needs to be, you know, there is a basketball IQ problem or, I mean, I don't know if I want to say a problem, but I think it could be improved. But I think that a big thing is that, um, you know, there could be an improvement in the coaching starting at the youth level. And that's something that I've heard from a lot of folks talking about young players coming in and not being prepared. And, and, you know, specifically here in the Bay Area, um, you've got what's the basketball and you're seeing more of these basketball academies pop up. Uh, what's the one that's up in Napa called? Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? It's one of the best ones in the country. Uh, well, we're trying to think of that. Just, I just want to add, I, I, this is where I feel like the college game is neglected. I I really wish the college game had the same talent, had the same recruitment power it once did, because it's, it's not just the, 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 the sport itself, at least in college, you're, you're, you're getting social development. You're, you're getting challenged by professors or your peers, uh, which makes you think and develop your critical thinking skills. Um, yeah, and I think that might be part of it too, in my humble opinion. But uh, prolific yeah. prep—that's that's what I was thinking of. I, and I've been up there and I've done some interviews. Prolific prep up in Napa, California, is one of the best basketball academies in the country, pumping out you know stars. Uh, Adem Bona, who played at UCLA this past year, and I think is coming back now. He ended up not declaring for the draft. Yeah, he's coming back, but. Uh, was one of like the highest rated recruits. They're pumping out a lot of the top recruits uh, in high school. And I know one of the things that I've talked to even their coaching staffs about is like needing to teach a lot of these players about different systems, how to play the game and and how to read the game that these players are not being provided or being taught growing up. And like from what I've you know talked to them about, and especially players who come in that are super athletic or super strong, have good size uh, at a young age, they're not taught anything. They're, mm. they're taught to, to stand under the, under the basket and catch and shoot. Or if they're a super, you know, quick athletic guard, they, their team just throws them the ball and they're just told to free reign, run down the court. Um, so that's something that I've heard, you know, and talking to coaches who are, are working at, you know, the high school or even the collegiate level or, or in talking to people around the NBA about some of the problems with the young young players that come in is that they aren't necessarily being taught the game. And then to me, that's where I agree with you. Part of the problem is that, you know, I think there is some of that done at the college level, but players are bypassing the college level. And sometimes one season isn't enough, depending on where you're playing, what the fit is you know, that you're getting some of that, but, but, and you also mentioned just maturity leadership. So I know I'm going to like, for example, prolific prep, they do an awesome job of like teaching players, the game, like teaching them how to read defenses, teaching them different systems, 
it, it just, it's so crazy to me, just like talking to folks like that about how little some of these players know that are some of the highest prospects in the country that are, that are transferring into their schools at, at the high school level. Um, and then, you know, they also take a lot of time. I know at Prolific Prep and a lot of these academies teaching them leadership and teaching them maturity, finances, business. So I think it goes even deeper than like basketball IQ. To me, I, I look more at like how are we preparing the next generation of NBA stars to adjust to the game? And that's to me where I see a little bit of a shortcoming. I'm totally with you. Stay tuned. We're going to do part two. Uh, we're going to we're gonna, uh, uh, finish up on the Draymond conversation because Dre did talk about Chris Paul. Uh, and he also talked about his agent, Rich Paul. That was an, that was a very rather uh, insightful tidbit he dropped on the show. And then we're going to get to uh, the Golden State Warriors, an actual basketball.